Welcome to Two Ensemble. I'm so excited to be talking again, to be doing a podcast again. It's been a while. Um, I mean, to be quite honest, I I really was a little intimidated to do a podcast on this topic um, just because of how controversial and how polarized and difficult the conversation can be. But um, I feel as if that's all the more reason why we should talk about it and have a podcast on it because why not um because that's what two ensemble is and actually if you're new here um or just tuning in or want to know um two ensemble is a platform created to encourage conversation through the stories experiences and perspectives of people and if you want to check out more um check out my website um yeah to like learn a bit more or episode zero um but yeah, until then, we're just going to be talking and chatting about feminism. Um, I want to just do a little disclaimer in the sense that um, I love feminism. I think it's a really cool topic and I love talking about it. Um, and I understand how difficult the conversation can be. Um, trust me, I've had some difficult conversations. Um, and I'm not here to say... Uh, that my view on feminism is 100% correct or it's something you'll agree with um, because it's very probable that you might not. Um, but I just want to in- encourage that. Like, if you don't agree with me, I'd love to hear your thoughts um, because we should be having more of a dialogue and um, a conversation instead of just yelling at each other, which I think is very much the tone of... Um, social media today uh so yeah if you don't agree with me that's okay i've come to this place where i'm okay with that um and i'd love to hear your thoughts but um yeah let's just do it in a respectful way because um we can only really listen to each other and get through to each other when we're respectful um and i think that's the key to having good conversations and actual change um yeah so with all that stuff done um the word feminism is one that like means a lot of different things to a lot of different people um and actually it's a difficult concept because it does actually mean something different to everyone um the word feminism is like so difficult to define um even like my professors at university have said this that like it's almost impossible to really kind of put everyone's definition into one Um, but to its core feminism is the belief that men and women are equal and it's acknowledging that there has been an imbalance or um, injustice between the in between male and female um, in our culture and just acknowledging that and like trying to understand why and advocating for something different um And for me, this term feminism took a long time for me to understand. Um, to be quite honest, I was one of the people who thought feminism was was useless, like it wasn't needed uh, for a long part of my life. <laughs> I lived in a bubble of ignorance. Um, 
I'm okay to say that I was in a bubble of ignorance. I don't know about you. I'm not trying to judge you or call you ignorant, but I just didn't understand what was the purpose or why it was needed and didn't think it was relevant to me. Um, especially as a Christian, I was like, no, that's dumb, man. Um, but I think I, I have definitely come a long way. And part of that happened when I took like a feminism class as just an elective to fill my schedule. And I was thought, oh man, I'm not going to get really anything out of this. Um, but I was very quickly, um, proved wrong. Um, and it really did change the way, um, see things and analyze things and approach things differently. Um, yeah, it was kind of pivotal in my, um, social awareness, um, which I think is very, very good. Um, so that being said, like feminism is difficult to define. So, um, as this class I took kind of broke down different parts of feminism and the one that I, the part of feminism or the stream that I identify most with, that I resonate with, um, is intersectional feminism. Um, and so it's this idea that, um, we as humans are created up, created of, from like multiple identities, um, so those identities include gender, our age, our nationality, our race, our class, our ability, our education, our sexuality, our legal status, maybe even our language and like our ability to communicate. Each person has these multiple identities that intersect, um, kind of like a crossroads and where we intersect is where we lie. Um, and so it's the idea that, um, each identity shapes one another and shapes your own experience and your experience and intersection um, will be different from someone else. For example, me as a woman who is able, who is middle to upper class, who um, is um, Canadian, um, I'm not a minority, um, that gives me a specific perspective um, and that those characteristics of myself influence, um, those characteristics influence my life and how I'm treated in society, uh, perhaps how I'm, um, perceived and so on and so forth. And so the same goes for everyone. Um, and so in this process of identities, um, each identity has privilege and by that, I mean, um, it's difficult to f define and it's something that is difficult to identify, um, but it's Peggy McIntosh, a famous or popular um, feminist theorist, defines privilege as an, as an invisible weightless backpack of social provisions. Um, so it's unearned and it's hard to recognize. Um, so me being, I'm just going to use me as an example because it's easy. Me being a white middle-class woman um, who's like getting educated in an institution, I have a, a certain privilege that not a lot of people have um, or not a lot of people may have. Um, perhaps I'm heard more in society because I'm not a minority. Um, I don't, I may not carry the same stereotypes or... Um, yeah, I may not carry the same stereotypes that other identities or characteristics carry. 
Um, and because of that, I'm treated differently. And um, I've kind of, as I was kind of reflecting and trying to like figure out how to describe this, um, honestly, the more privilege you have, the lighter and easier life will feel. Um, it's kind of like if everything is on your plate, super easy, that's fine. But um, if you're working for a lot of things, if you're feeling like, I don't know, if you have, if you, if you have privilege, sometimes you don't see how it is. Like you don't see it and you don't feel it um, until you talk to people and hear um, their perspectives and their lives and start to see, man, okay, that's not the same for me. I haven't been given um, the same things or I've been given more. Um, I didn't have to do all these things to get to where I am. It was kind of just like given to me on a plate. Um, yeah. And that was where it kind of just got me. I'm like, man, me, I have so much privilege and I have so much ignorance. Um, I thought that feminism wasn't relevant to me because I didn't need it. But you know what? I'm not all women. I have had an easy life. I've not been left vulnerable um, to the extent of some other women um, and other people, not even just women, people. Um, And for me, that's where I was just like, man, I've been so ignorant that just because it's not relevant to me or I feel like I don't need it in my life doesn't mean other people don't need it. And this is where it really hurt me and just frustrated me that I had been so blind is that I thought the world ended at me, but no. And as obvious as that is, some people, some people may not be there or don't understand that or don't see it in the same way. But my life as a woman is not, my life as a woman and my experience as a woman is not the same as someone I pass on the street or someone I sit next to in lectures. Like it's not the same. And because it's not the same, it means that women and people have different struggles and different needs and face oppression and discrimination in ways that I won't not, I will like, will not be able to understand. Um, And intersectionality really addresses that and says, okay, look, we have these different identities. We have these different um, characteristics that make up who we are and affect our lives. And because of that, like, we need to really, like, listen to each other. We need to, like, lay our privilege down and take time to listen more. Because when we just, like, when we just live in our own bubble, in our own world, we're just going to think that nothing is relevant to us when it's relevant to, like, 80% of the world. But you're just the 20% that's unaffected. <laughs> like, um, yeah, I just, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that, I hope I did... I hope I explained that um, decently well. Um, This term, intersectional feminism, or this branch of feminism, um, came more popular in the 1960s to 1980s. Um, And this was a time where the mainstream feminist movement was largely driven by leaders and organizations from the white middle class women. And so a lot of the other women, um, specifically African-American women, were really challenging the ideas of like a universal 
um, sisterhood that all women are the same all women share the same struggles and like get each other um and the idea of shared experience like nah man your home is different than mine and how a woman is treated in your home might be different in how like a woman is treated in my home and the extent of discrimination varies between the two and so it was a lot of challenging that um and this is where intersectionality kind of came forth and one of the theorists or um women that coined the term intersectionality was kimberly crenshaw and she does a good job and she has a lot of articles um i can link some below if you want in um on the website page um if you're looking for extra resources i'll also post a ted talk of peggy mcintosh um, where she really unpacks what it means um, to have privilege and what that looks like. Um, and she does a really good job in illustrating it as like an invisible backpack. Um, so if you're interested and want to learn more, um, I will link those for you. Um, so when I think of feminism, this is this is the feminism I picture and this is the feminism I believe in and I think is needed that is necessary in our society and in our culture and in um, our politics and in our language. Um, Just this idea of really understanding and recognizing that we are not the same, um, but that we have a lot to learn from each other and that we should really be looking at a more inclusive and like thinking beyond our own perspective and I actually took another class like a theoretical class that talked about intersectionality as a theory and it is difficult because it's difficult to apply in like more academic and um, real life settings in a way Um, but feminism is more just like a state intersectional feminism is just a way of perceiving others and I think it comes down to and it comes back to respect and humility. Uh, When I touched on privilege and laying that down, um, that's what that is. Laying down your privilege. So acknowledging, hey man, I have a different life and I have these advantages in life that are different from you and different from what you have. And so instead of just using them absent-mindedly, I'm going to just like slow down and reflect and acknowledge my privilege and use it to pass the mic. Use my privilege to give you a voice um, and use it to empower others. And that's not to say that people who don't have privilege don't have a voice because they do, but it's just quieting your voice um, to lift up others. Um, yeah, it's it's I, it's not saying that. And that's the thing. Um, we think that only certain people have um, privilege, but we all have privilege. We all do, no matter who you are or your um, whatever, like, characteristics form your identity. There is privilege in that, and sometimes we lose sight of that. Like, only, like, this this kind of template of a person has privilege, but no, we, we all do. Um and it's, it's something hard to really identify and really reflect on. Um, and I, I really found it challenging. Um, 
but we all do have um, privilege. And one important thing to note is that you can be oppressed and privileged in one kind of, like one person can be oppressed and privileged um, at once at the same time. <laughs> yeah, um, just so that's out there and that's clear. Um, but I understand that this is not the image of feminism a lot of people have. Um, it's not what mainstream feminism is. It's not what's in the media. It's not what's, um, yeah, it's, it's not at the core of every person's definition of feminism. And that's where the debate, I think, really starts is that there's no, it goes back to there's no unified definition of feminism except for the fact that um, there's this recognition that men and women have not historically and currently are not treated the same. Um, but um, I just want to speak to the Christians because I'm Christian. I come from a Christian perspective and that's part of my identity and it influences how I see things. Um and I think it, the intersectional feminism is relevant to Christians, um, relevant to a lot of people, to everyone. But um, a lot of Christians hear the word feminism and just stop and say, no, it's not relevant. But I just want to say that feminism is more than a pro-choice movement. Um, you can be pro-life and be a feminist. And people aren't going to agree with me on that. But here, here's where I'm at. Feminism is a social movement. It's founded on the fundamental idea that men and women have historically not been treated with the same respect and rights as men. That's what it is. Textbook answer. Like, that's how it started. The way it has evolved is different. And it has manifested in different ways, in ways that I don't really fully understand and agree with. Um, but that's because it's being led by people who are not perfect. And if, if it's a movement that's led by not perfect people, of course, it's not going to be perfect. Of course, you're not going to agree with everything because that's just how humans are. That's our nature. We're not perfect. Um, the way fem feminine feminism manifested is not perfect. And I don't agree with some things. Um, there are some things, some areas that I just like can't wrap my head around that I can't really fully understand. And that doesn't mean I disrespect them, but I don't agree with them. Um, just because I don't agree with them doesn't mean I still can't be a feminist. Um, there's a pretty, like pretty well-known feminist, um, Roxanne Gay, and she writes a book that's called Bad Feminist, and it's just um, a series of essays. And one of them talks about how she is a bad feminist because she doesn't agree with anything. She, or sorry, she doesn't agree with everything that's part of the feminist movement. Um, there are some things she, she just can't agree with, doesn't get on board with. Um, yet she still defines herself as a feminist feminist. She uses the example of the empowerment of sex workers. Um, she doesn't quite understand um, how that plays into um, feminism. But despite that, despite not really agreeing with that, she still agrees and calls herself a feminism feminist. Sorry. Um, 
because she'd rather be a bad feminist where she chooses parts she agrees with and like says no to the parts she doesn't she'd rather like pick and choose almost uh, instead of saying she's not a feminist at all um, and I really resonated with that I thought okay I I agree with like the core pieces of feminism and I do believe that it's still needed today and that it's relevant um, if not in my own life in other people's in other women if not in this country around the world because our world is bigger than our backyard because feminism is more than just about my experience and whether or not I've been personally discriminated and maybe I have maybe I haven't but that doesn't mean it's still not relevant and so I can't understand some parts of feminism but I do believe that men and women deserve the same respect um and because I, because I believe that I can't say that I don't believe in feminism and this is something that just really like kills the discussion because a lot of people are like no you can't not agree with the whole thing um you either are yes or no um but I just think that's that's really difficult because it makes like the discussion so much harder. It honestly it kills the discussion, um, especially if the person isn't willing to listen. Um, but it's it's difficult, and I've heard the argument that if when, Meredith, when you kind of choose parts of feminism and reject others, that's kind of promoting or encouraging. Um, a culture of being lukewarm um, and that's okay to just be in the middle to be limbo um, and to this I say that maybe it is um, but I don't see it as that um, I see I know where I find my truth and I know where I find my definition of what is right or wrong. And for me, that's in Christianity. That's my foundation. That's my base of knowledge and values of the world. That's how I define. That's what I base my understanding of what is right and what is wrong on is the Bible and Christianity. I'm going to stay firm in that. Because that's something I know that's not going to change. If I based my definition of what is good and what is right on, say, just like social movements, like a feminist movement that's ever changing and then pick and choose parts of religion that maybe I want, that's being lukewarm. I think if you are rooted in your understanding of truth and in your basic values you have the freedom to choose parts of social movements that you agree and don't agree with because it's a social movement. It's not like something that never changes, right? Things evolve and things change and we have the freedom to say, yes, I agree with that. No, I don't agree with that. But in saying, yes, I, yes, I agree and yes, I don't, or no, I like in saying, yes, I agree and no, I don't agree. That doesn't make us that doesn't like take us out of the game of being able to call ourselves feminist or call ourselves passionate about social justice. Um, I think that's just the way our culture is now, where it's so complicated 
that it's difficult to take a stand and things are so multidimensional that it's difficult to fully say yes and I get that but as long as I feel like as long as you know where your truth is and you stand on that truth and you don't change that that's what is important as long as you are not changing your values and not changing yeah your morals and what like grounds you I think it's I I see it as okay to agree with some parts of feminism to not agree with some parts of feminism and still believe in feminism and still call yourself a feminist um and for me this has always been difficult because I see that a lot of Christians don't like the word feminism because it's so stigmatized and they think oh mainstream movement like pro pro choice like oh I just can't get on board with it but okay but I just I I just want to speak to those people too like educate yourself you know it's okay if you don't agree with feminism but just know what you don't agree with know what you don't believe in or are not excited about um and sure, maybe, yeah, you can be someone who believes in some parts and doesn't believe in a lot and says, nah, I am not a feminist. That's okay. As long as you know what you're talking about at this point, I'm okay with it. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Um, but this is just intersectional feminism, I think is so important and so relevant to us because we're living in a world that continues to become more diverse. Um, specifically in the context of Canada. There are so many cultures, and then there's a fusion of cultures. People are mixed. We can't just live in the space of, oh, it like doesn't apply to me, so I don't think it's a thing. Like, no. There's like such a diverse group of people in our world today where we we have to we have to be more aware and we can't just live in a state of ignorance or bliss um because ignorance honestly is bliss sometimes it's easier to just live ignorantly because you just don't yeah have to like see the hurt see the brokenness see the like really heartbreaking stuff in in our world in our culture and in our society but we can't afford to because because we live in such a diverse place we owe it to each other to be aware um, of how people are oppressed and how maybe your actions are oppressing them um, even if they're indirect even if they're inadvertent or like unintentional Um, being aware we owe it to each other as like neighbors as friends Um, and I think when we when the when we take the time to understand our own identity and how it might um, affect others we have we have such a such a better idea of our world and being socially aware and looking out for each other and I think when we take the time to understand our identities um, and the characteristics of our identities um, when we can just sit down and think how do I have privilege where is it and how does it affect people and how can I use it for good and when it comes to privilege when you acknowledge that um, and you see how it looks in your life, um, you can really start to figure out how can I lay this down? 
how can I yeah use it for good um I think I think when we lay down our privileges when we lay down our privilege there's a really cool opportunity to embrace humility and just have a deeper respect for people and who they are and their experiences and a lot of tout ensemble is recognizing that a lot of people have perspectives experiences and stories that are beyond our capability of experiencing and um, when we take the time to listen to people um, and their stories that we probably will never be able to experience we have it's like a whole new dimension of learning and a whole new dimension of friendship and just journeying with people, which is really cool. And I think only can happen when we recognize our own privilege and lay it down actively. Yeah, when we actively lay it down. No matter no matter your decision or no matter where you stand on feminism, um, I just, no matter where you stand... Um, whether you're like a hundred percent yes, a hundred percent no, or you're somewhere in the middle, maybe a little bit like me. Um, I just encourage you to take the time to understand where you are and hear other people out. Um, yeah, and hear their stories and hear where they're at and why they're there and why do they think that? How did they get to that? Um, and talk about it. Read like, read about it. Educate about it. Educate yourself about it. But um, talk about it with other people. Um, and when you talk about it, I think you naturally learn how to really respect people's um, stances and respect people's opinions that might be different from yourself, which I think is super valuable, super needed. Um, yeah, but that's the most important thing. Um, learn about it and talk about it in a respectful manner. Um, so as I'm just wrapping it up, um, I just want to encourage you to, yeah, don't, don't just turn something away if you don't, um, like the idea of it, of how it appears in society. Um, I encourage you to really like do your research, really like look into stuff um, and really start to figure out where do you really stand on things. Um, and it's okay if you don't know. And you might not ever know because things in our world just get more and more complicated. Um, but what I do want to say is don't compromise your truth. Don't compromise where you find truth. Um, I would say whatever your, your truth is, wherever you find that, um, make sure that's the foundation of everything else. Um, I shared a lot about my thoughts and I'd love to hear your thoughts and where you're at. Um, just what do you agree with? What don't you agree with? What do you struggle with? Um, share your thoughts with me. I would love to just keep this conversation going or start it or just like respark it or something. Um, because it's something I think we need more, more of for sure. And I could like preach on that too all day, but I'll just stop because, um, that's not my job. Um, part of dialogue is listening. And so I will like turn off my mic literally. Um, but that being said, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for tuning in. It means a lot to me. Um, 
I'll actually put more resources on um, a web my website. I I'll put a list of like some books and articles that I found really helpful. Um, and actually, last year I wrote a little kind of e- essay about privilege um, and privilege in my life and how that was frustrating for me. Um, I shared it on social media a couple like last year when I first wrote it. Um, and it was really cool to hear people's thoughts. And so I'm just going to share it again um, and just have a place for it. Um, if you want to check it out, yeah, let me know your thoughts. I'd love to hear them. Thanks so much again. And I'll talk to you guys next time.